Let's be heard for Thursday, September 1st, 2022. I'm Mike Cachopoli. Okay, we're into September is a new month, a brand new month. A brand new month. And how do we start off a brand new month? Well, with one of the most hateful and disgusting speeches that the President of the United States has ever given. One of the most disgusting speeches. In a minute, I'll play a clip. I'm going to play a clip for you of this speech. Um, but I'm sure many of you have seen the clips already on television and on social media of, uh, of Biden uh, denouncing, oh, if you look at the polls, more than half of the country. If you look at the polls, and one of the reasons why Biden gave this hateful, purely political speech, one of the reasons why he gave this hateful, purely political speech is because when you look at the polls and they show head-to-head matchups between him and Trump, Trump's defeating him by seven, eight, killing him in all the, all the swing states, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Arizona, up by like seven or eight points nationwide. So when you look at those polls, people are saying if the election were held today, Trump would win easily. So when Biden gives a speech where he's denouncing all the Trump supporters, he's denouncing the majority, okay? He's denouncing the majority of people who would vote for Trump and against him right now. So when people say, oh, the president, you know, like to say on both, oh, the president gave this hateful speech and he denounced half the country. No, this is more than half the country. The polls show this is more than half now. Right now, as of this moment, more than half would vote for Donald Trump and against Joe Biden. So he gives this absolutely hateful speech. I'm sure people who've seen the mise-en-scene there, it looks like satanic. Not only is it satanic with a dark red lighting. I don't know if that was meant to be like uh, uh, dramatic or to signal dark, dark, dank Republicanism. I don't know what it was supposed to mean. I don't know who came up with that awful color scheme. But not just the, not just the deep red. It looked like something out of, out of a communist China. It looked like actually something out of communist China as imagined by Orwell, right? With the deep, dark red hues and the, those military guys shrouded in the background. So here is this guy giving this hateful speech. Once again, I'll play a, a clip of it in a second. This hateful speech in this dark red, satanic, evil, Rosemary's Baby type setting. Looked like it was it was photographed by Lenny Riefenstahl, and he's got these military guys, these f- shrouded in the background, and he's talking about MAGA being fascists. We, you can't make this stuff up, folks. You simply can't make this stuff up. You really can't. I mean, I was half expecting Jill in the middle of the speech to come in. And try to try to rub a uh, knife mark out of the out of the floor. Some of you might get that reference. Some of you may not. The year is one. Hail Satan! I mean, that's what it seemed like. He looked like Al Pacino in, in uh, was a Devil's Advocate. And this is the guy who claims Trump. Could you ima- once again? We're going to play the game, people. We're going to play the game of if Trump had done it. Imagine if Trump gave a speech like that with that kind of lighting, with the military guy standing in the background. 
What would the left do? What would the heads explode on the left? Like schmuck faces, like Keith fuckface Olbermann. What would happen to those on the left if Trump gave a speech like that? Now, of course, if Trump gave a speech like that, he'd be called Hitler. He'd be called a Nazi. He'd be called a fascist. He'd be called an authoritarian. He'd be called a dictator. And the news, the left-wing, ultra-left-wing fake news media, which is 99% of the media, would describe it as a hate speech. Okay, Guaranteed, the left-wing fake news DNC-controlled media describes this as a fiery speech, a powerful, fiery speech. As though they would describe it that way if Trump had given the same speech, with the same lighting with those military guys standing in the background. He looked like an authoritarian figure. He looked like Mussolini. And here he is calling them. This is, this is like the world turned upside down, but this is the world the Democrats have created over the last two and a half years. A topsy-turvy world of right is wrong, left is right, up is down, down is up. This is the, this is the world they are creating. This man who loved lockdowns, who is a friggin' pedophile, as we've seen on TV, they call Trump a pedophile when this video of this guy whispering little girl's ears and rubbing their hair. Telling them not to date till they're 20. Are you fucking kidding me? With a son who takes videos of himself jerking off in the bathroom doing coke. This guy has the right to speak about morals and values and ethics. Get the fuck out of here. Seriously. Seriously. This guy who said, if you don't get the vaccine, you can't go to work. You can't support your family. He talks about MAGA being authoritarian, MAGA taking away rights and freedoms. Are you kidding me? This guy who closed schools, and we'll get to that issue in a second. We'll get that little Orwellian twist of uh, of Biden and Jean-Pierre's uh, and Ron Klain's in a second. But this guy who closed schools and put someone, a front man, a dwarf front man, who was all for locking down your business and closing schools. This guy has the nerve to call Trump an authoritarian? He has the nerve to do this? He has the nerve to call more than half of this country fascist or semi-fascist, whatever stupid fucking slogan he comes up with, ultra-maga, king-maga, whatever slogan he's told to say, whatever this DNC-controlled puppet is told to say is what he says. Whoever they focus group and shove down his senile fucking throat, that's what he says. I think someone called him Al's Hitler. Al's Hitler. That's what he is. He's Hitler with Alzheimer's. I mean, seriously, people. This is what this guy has the nerve to say? That the other side is fascist? The other side is authoritarian? When he, when in his party, there's a, there's a hair gel king, 
a king of hair gel playboy named Gavin Newsom, who's about to sign a bill in California that lets the government get between you and your doctor. See, this is the thing, though. Doesn't the left always cry about this? Oh, the health insurance companies get between you and your doctor. The health insurance companies shouldn't be able to get between you and your doctor. Yet Gavin Newsom wants the government to get between you and your doctor. He wants the California government, meaning him, to get between you and your doctor. The government can tell your doctor what they can and cannot tell you. This is the bill he's about to sign. It's the exact bill. I'm not exaggerating. The bill says the doctor doesn't have a certain script, goes off the script, says things the government doesn't like. They can take away his license, his or her license. That's not fascism. That's not authoritarianism. That's not dictatorial. Are you kidding me? And this is the party that calls MAGA fascists? This is the party that calls Trump a fascist because he tweets mean? He tweets mean. Let me get this straight. I want to get this democratic, shit-lib, ultra-lib, sick logic straight. So, mean tweets equals fascism. Okay? Mean tweets equals fascism. A hateful, disgusting, vile speech is democracy. Is that right? Do I got that right? Mean tweets is fascist? Hateful, mean speech calling more than half the country fascist, that democracy in action? Do I have it right? Tell me if I've got this right. This is the most disgusting party ever. This, the Democrats can never, this is why I'll never vote for Democrats again. Because this is the most disgusting party ever. There was someone on Twitter, I forgot who it was tonight, who said he doesn't like Republicans, he despised Trump, yet he still believes this Democratic Party is the most disgusting, evil, corrupt, dangerous party ever. A Trump hater. And he's right. And not one person, this shows how inept this administration is. Not one person said, you know, that lighting is, it's not the lighting with the military guys in the background. You're talking about the other side being fascists. We might want to brighten it up a little bit, get the military guys out of there. No, they went full bore. What, what, what do they think? This is Hollywood? This is how out of touch these liberal elitists are. They thought this was good. They thought this would sound good. They think this is the problem often with both parties. But look at a speech like this. You have to play to independents to win. Democrats are like 20% of the electorate. Same with Republicans. You got to play to the 50 to 60% in between. The independents don't like this kind of stuff for a reason. It's over the top. It's hateful. It's ridiculous. It's hypocritical. You do not appeal to independents with a speech like this. I would say the same thing if Trump did it or DeSantis. You do not appeal to the majority of the voters in this country with a speech like this. Biden may have just, not only did he just elect more Republicans when the Democrats looked like they had some momentum in November, he just reelected Donald Trump if the guy decides to run again. And I want DeSantis to be president, not Donald Trump. I mean, we expected this to be a bad speech, right? But what makes it even worse is that the media covers it as though it's a, an official White House event. This is like the White House telling us about something important. It's the White House telling us about uh, the electric grid 
or it's the White House telling us about this new high-speed rail they want to do, or it's the White House pushing a uh, um, uh, school vouchers, or it's the White House pushing Medicare for all. No, this is not that. This was a purely political speech. And it was covered by the left-wing fake news media showing how corrupt they are, how one-sided they are. They would never, they would never have shown this speech if Trump gave it. They would say it's not an official White House event. It's a political campaign speech, and we're not going to cover it. All right? But when Biden gives it, when Grandpa Biden gives it, oh, oh, sure, we'll show it to everyone. Just like they're showing this ridiculous January 6th committee shit to everyone. If there was the Republicans holding a committee about Fauci and getting COVID wrong and killing people, they would not show that. Believe me, if that happens in January, they're not going to show it. This is how vile Joe Biden is. This is what a vile man this is. And we're not going to blame his age. We're not going to blame his dementia. He's always been a vile cunt. Always. Don't excuse my language. When he was out there talking about how he he wanted to get rid of Social Security. One, two, three, four times. On the Senate floor in the 90s. Talking about cutting Social Security. And then when Bernie Sanders brings it up, he goes, I never said that. I never said that, Jack. I never said that, Milwaukee Jack. Fucking liar. This fucking little fucking shriveled up old liar he is. Constantly. You tell how mad I am from this today? The whole fucking country, the whole world should be mad. Hitler just gave a speech. If that was Hitler, wouldn't the country be denouncing it now? Hold on, I'm gonna play a clip. Let's try to calm down. Here's a here's a clip. Look, here we go. Oh, so, wait, wait, so, wait, wait, wait. Well, all right, it's, it's basically the same thing. Basically the same thing. <clears throat> basically the same thing. With military behind them. You know, it's really stunning how... <laughs> you like that chicha. Huh? Um, but, but it's the same thing. I mean, I don't, I don't, you've seen the clips. I don't got to play them. You've seen all the clips. You can see them a million times if you watch Fox. They'll, they'll play them five million times. But so I don't, need to, I don't need to play Joe Biden. But basically, that was it. It was the same thing in English. It was the same exact thing in English. With the same kind of setup, the same kind of mise-en-scene with the dark lighting. And the military background, the military soldiers standing there. What was the point of that? What was, the, what was that supposed to show? Does anyone have any ideas? Is this like power or strength? But yes, that's what you get from a, an author. Dictator usually stands there with the military standing behind them. In other words, you don't do what I say. They're coming to get you. They're backing me up. But what really makes me despise Democrats is that if Trump did this, they'd be hating him till the end of fucking time. 
we wouldn't hear the end of it. And everyone knows it. Yet Joe Biden gives it and schmucks like Stephen Beshloff, the brother of the fake historian Michael Beshloff, says, oh, the, the, the great speech, that, uh, great speech that had to be given. It's just too bad they had to give it. Great, powerful speech. Great, powerful speech that had to be given. It's just too bad that the president had to give it. Oh, my God, what a martyr he is for giving this great speech. But it's too bad he had to give it, you know, because we're living in such a horrible world dominated by Maga, a guy who hasn't been president for two fucking years. Are these people serious? Are they serious? They're losing. Polls show Biden would get trounced. He'd lose in a landslide to the same guy he's demonizing right now. If the election were held at the same time that speech was given, he'd get his fucking old ass kicked by Donald Trump, by MAGA. And that's why he's giving this speech. That's why. If the Democrats knew they were going to win, he wouldn't bother doing this. There'd be no reason to do this if you're winning. Why push it? Why push the envelope? Why take a chance? Why? You got to play it safe when you're winning. But they're not winning. They're losing. So they have no choice but to try to demonize the other side. To make it about a guy who hasn't been president for almost two years, when you are the president, your, your, your party controls the House and the Senate for two fucking years. And you blame a guy who hasn't been president for two years? Is there any logic to that? Is there any common sense to that? Oh, my Lord. I'm overheating. Earlier in the day, I'm going to try not to get really upset about this, but this is going to be difficult. Earlier in the day, the pregame to this speech had Marie-Jean-Pierre actually trying to push the idea that Trump caused school closures. Listen to that. I know everyone's laughing. Everyone laughed simultaneously when I said that. Trump was for school closures, and the Democrats had to save the children. This is seriously what they're pushing people. The exact 180 degree opposite of the truth. So is Ron DeSantis a Democrat now? Is Gavin Newsom a Republican? Am I getting confused? Am I getting confused? Because Gavin Newsom shut the schools down in California for longer than any other state in the country, any other, any other, any other place in the world. He shut them down the longest. DeSantis didn't shut the schools down. Am I, am I getting that mixed up? Is DeSantis the one that shut down Florida schools for two years and California never shut down schools? Is that what happened? Is that some alternate universe? Am I living in the wrong universe? They actually tried to push that Trump and the Republicans were for school lockdowns and the Democrats came to the rescue of the children and opened the schools. This is like Orwell on steroids, Orwell on acid. That they can try to push this bile. No, but Trump's the one that lied. No, no, but it was Trump's White House. It was it was Kellyanne Conway that lied. They're the liars. We, we tell the truth. We Democrats. We we tell the we, we we tell the truth. It's absolute insanity. I can show you the chart. I've put it on Twitter. You know the chart of the school lockdowns by 
by state how long they were the longest lockdowns. And of course, all the Democrats, we know, we come on, we know the actual reality. All the Democratic states had the longest school lockdowns. Republican states had no lockdowns or the shortest ones, school closures. We know the reality. We know the facts. We have the evidence. We have the receipts. There are videos. There are graphs. There are charts. This is 2022, not 1822. Okay? We know what the real truth is. But you see, what's happening is every day now, more and more, they're showing how these school closures hurt children. A new report's out showing what I've been saying since I started doing the show in November, that school closures have set kids back two years in learning. So you see the Democrats are seeing this now. So they're getting nervous. So you know what they say? Hey, uh, you know, Americans, are, are, our voters especially are dumb enough to believe this. So we're going to spin it as though we always wanted the schools to be open and Trump closed the schools. Meanwhile, there's a video. This one I should play. If I can cue it up. This will be a real video. This won't be Hitler. Uh, this will be a real video of Trump talking about how we cannot close the schools or we have to reopen them as soon as possible because African-American and Latino kids are going to get hurt the most by these lockdowns, these school closures. This is Donald Trump saying this. Joe Biden never said that. Democrats never said that. Gavin Newsom never mentioned minorities once during the lockdowns or the school closures. Not once. If I can cue it up while I'm talking, I will find it. Once again, we have the receipts. We have the receipts. How dumb do these people think we are? Yes, the liberals are dumb. The Democrats are dumb. As I've said, it's a cult. Oh, boy, did Biden ever prove that more than any other time tonight? That was, yes, it, it was Hitler-esque. It was satanic but it was very much like a cult leader, right? Look, the lighting and the... So you can look at it as like a dictator, like Hitler and Mussolini, but also like a cult leader, right? A cult leader. Look at some of the videos of cult leaders talking, like Jim Jones. And what you'll see is like people like his guards, right? His top right-hand men, all men, in the background. That's it. That's a cult leader. As I've said, the Democrats are a cult. They're a dangerous, satanic, fascist cult. A very dangerous cult. These aren't your father's Democrats. They're not your grandfather's Democrats. They're the Democrats of Joe Biden. And they're very, very dangerous. Oh, God forbid something goes wrong. Something goes wrong and they don't lose the house. And they get emboldened. We are in deep shit. You know what? I'm going to go back on what I said in the previous show. This is the most important election of our time. After the speech, I'm going to use the cliche. This is the most important election of our time. Yes, the comment. They, they, they ran the same thing after the 2001 September event. September. You're talking about September 11th, right? 2001. The fact, the fact of the matter, and you, if you want to, if you want to talk, you can, and you can elaborate more on it. I can stop yelling for a couple of minutes if you want to talk. Um, but yes, no, look, this is the game they play. This is the, this is the card they play. This is like the the fear card. The fear card. Fear the other side. Fear. But what's really laughable is that 
you have Donald Trump, supposedly the one who's dividing the country. And this guy comes in. This guy ran on. Biden ran on. I'm going to unify this country. All right. No more, no more divisiveness. No more calling the other side sad and losers. Right. Right. That's what he said. That's what he ran on. That's why he, uh, quote unquote, won. Depends what you mean by the word one, Bill Clinton. Here's Joe Biden tweeting here. <laughs> Unity. This is what he this is what he tweets. Unity over division. That was during the campaign. That was a month before the election in 2020. This is what he just tweeted. Donald Trump and MAGA Republicans are a threat to the very soul of this country. <laughs> it's a two years apart, less than two years apart. I'm not, once again, I'm not going to give him the benefit of that of blaming his senility, his Alzheimer's, Alz Hitler. I'm not, I'm not going to do that because Joe Biden's been a scumbag, two-faced, liar, political whore his entire life. Well, 50 years, most of it, right? Since he was in his mid-20s. That's what he is. You know what? I'm gonna, I've been talking for almost a half, about 25 minutes. I'm going to put Daniel on because I'm going to try to find, while Daniel comes on here in a minute, I'm going to try to find that video of Trump. Daniel will help me do that because he'll speak while I'm looking. Daniel, what's up? Hey, Mike. Hey. You're you're on fire today. You're, you're burning, man. I, I think I'm more angry than you. <laughs> well, well, you, you, you've you've got it together more when you're angry than I am. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah, my, 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 I, I fall apart when I get that angry. But you you're right on, Burning Man. Um, and um, this what really sh- shocks me about the speeches that he has given Biden has given him in the last um, couple of days is I, I really I've been racking my brain um, since the beginning of your show today thinking about can I think of any other instance in which a president has done something like this and 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 I, I just can't I can't think of one other president and Every president has usually followed, followed this rule where they um, they don't they don't they take a high road. They don't partake in this sort of uh, device of of, of, of uh, speech. They just they just don't. Um, they they uh, they want to they want to be presidential. Something that everyone criticized Trump for not being. Um, this is this is not presidential, and and they they usually let their political operatives do this nasty stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm just wondering, what does this say about the Democratic Party? Sorry, sorry, that's me queuing up the thing. I'm yeah. going to keep going. Sorry about that. I'm just wondering, what does this say about the Democratic Party when the president is doing this nasty stuff that usually political operatives will do? Do political operatives, are they... Do they not want to do this? Why? Why is the president doing this? This is this is what's well, bizarre to me. And look, look. If, if Trump did this, Trump. By the way, we should make this clear. Trump never did this. Trump never gave any speech anywhere close to this. No, Even rallies, which are a little crazy sometimes, don't come close. And I hate it. And I hated the way Trump talked to the American people, but he right. never got even close to this. Right. Never. And also, he didn't get close to the aesthetic of this either with the red lighting and the military guys in the background. That was just plain weird right. as hell. <laughs> right. So what I'm saying is that he never did this. But if Trump had done this, I would say the same thing. You cannot just play. Now, 
this will absolutely, absolutely, Daniel, minus a few people who are like, have real morals and values and, and can think for themselves, it will play to Democrats. It will absolutely, just if Trump did this, it would play to Republicans. But what good is that? That's not what the president of the United States is supposed to do. That's not what the president of the United States is supposed to do. The president of the United States is supposed to, is supposed to play to everybody, okay? It's supposed to play to everybody. I don't understand. I'm trying to wrap my, my mind around where this speech gets Biden and the Democrats. Yeah, we had, you know, we had a, a decent um, a man that for president, um, um, uh, Obama and his wife. And I distinctly recalling them saying, when they go low, we go high. My God, have they turned that and everything else in this world upside down. Right. Well, that was once again, just a good feeling slogan. Didn't really mean anything, you know. Right. But yeah, but, but, but they certainly aren't approximating that in any shape or form, are they? No, this is obviously, of course not. Of course, this is not. Once again, they say what sounds good, what feels good, but they never, they're hypocrites. They don't live by it. They don't live by it when they go, oh, we are. It's ridiculous. They've got, they're, not look, even, they're, they're not saying what, what sounds good. They're saying look, stuff that most Americans are going to find really offensive. I mean, this is, this is like, you know, you know, Clinton wasn't president, but she's out, you know, calling half the country a basket full of deplorables. Um, she wasn't even president at the time. And people reacted to that very look, badly. I think if you're a Republican, you can say to yourself, would, um, would Ron Reagan give this speech, right? And if you're a Democrat, you can probably say, would Bill Clinton have given this speech? And the answer on both sides is no. No president would. No president ever has given a speech like this. They stay above this fray. They let their political operatives get nasty. What does it say about the Democratic Party when they let the president get this nasty? Uh, I think I think part of it is I think part of it is the um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, They don't have much faith in Biden. They know people don't like him. They know his approvals are very low. They know people see him as feeble um, and and weak and and can't put a set, t- two sentences together. So I think I think you think this is this is going to show that he's not just an old shriveled up old grandpa. Oh, I thought you were going to say that the, the the Democratic Party is is partaking in elder abuse. They're sending this guy out there to to do something that a president normally shouldn't do and wouldn't do. And they're putting them up to the task of doing this. Well, and I, I think, but I think, right. But I think it, that's it. It shows insecurity in the, in, in the man, insecurity. That's the word I'm looking for in the president of the United States. He has his own insecurity. And so this is almost like saying, okay, I am now going to rile up the troops, right? I'm going to rile up the troops. I'm going to show I can put sentences together. I can be strong and tough. And I'm not old, demented, over the hill Joe Biden. I don't know. I don't get it. It doesn't. It still doesn't get. I don't. I don't have that get you anywhere politically. I don't have that. Get, in other words, Democrats are going to like Joe Biden, the majority, because it's a cult, and the, most of the Democrats are going to like the speech. But where does that get you? Nah, when, I think. I think the only crowd is off independents. When you're turning off people who don't go for the stuff as you talk about this vitriolic stuff, especially when it comes out of the mouth of the president of the United States. Yeah, I think that speech is probably going to to appeal to Antifa, and that's about it. 
Well, and that's part of Joe Biden and Democrats' hypocrisy. They talk about how, oh, they're trying to, the MAGA, are, 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 the MAGA are trying to overturn elections. The MAGA are trying to take away our freedoms. The MAGA use violence. Meanwhile, what did they do for the whole summer of 2020? What did they do for the whole summer of 2020? And they cheered it on. They cheered on the, the, the protest at the, in front of judges' homes where they couldn't live in their own homes. These are the people, the left are the most violent, disgusting people around. They're the most, and they're the most, we, we just, uh, you and I were just talking about the, uh, this report that came out that showed that San Francisco was like the most rude city in California, right? Yeah. Right. These, this is what the progressives are. They are rude. They are violent. They are mean. They are nasty. And yet they call the other side, all of those things, which they are. It's projection, baby. That's what it is. I am so disappointed in Joe Biden. That's what uh, I mean. Well, you know you my, you know, how can you be disappointed? You had expectations. Well, I, you know how how low my opinion of already was of Joe Biden. It just dropped to half of what it was yesterday. Well, you know, the fact of the matter is, I don't know how much lower it could have gone for me. I don't know how much yeah. lower it could have gone for me, but this not just shows how bad Joe Biden is, but the whole administration that would look at that and say, look at that setup. You know, they practice these things. Obviously, they know the lighting. It's almost like a Broadway show, right? It's like a theater. They, they've done this ahead of time. They, they, they prepare it. They rehearse it. Everything from the speech to the lighting to the setup to the mise-en-scene, everything. And they thought this looked good. When, 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 a spe- when a, no, it doesn't look good. And when a president gets out there and delivers a speech of this nature, and, and we've never had a president deliver a speech of this nature, but this is get, not going to reflect poorly on Biden alone. This is going to reflect poorly on the entire Democratic Party. And yet, and yet, if you go on Twitter, you see the same old, same old Democratic cult losers. Yeah, you know, well, that's Twitter. You know, well, it is. It is. But but these are people with very strong voices who have people who follow them. Right. Yeah. And that's that's the problem. You know, uh, scumbag, uh, really total liberal, elitist, privileged scum like Keith Olbermann, total human scum like Keith Olbermann. Can I can I can I describe him any better than that? Total. You know, human I mean, you know, I was I was so happy. Back when uh, George Bush was um, launching his invasion of Iraq, that people like Oberman were standing up and saying, this is bullshit. Um, but my God, has the world turned upside down, hasn't it? It is just, I mean, Oberman had his, had his shit together for a while there around 2003. And then Trump came into office. And then, you know, I hate to, to use this tired phrase, but Trump derangement syndrome to, um, took hold of Oberman's brain as, as well as so many other um, um, people on the left in the media. And yeah, Oberman's always just, been a partisan hack. He's never been fair minded or independent or centrist. He's always been a total lefty Democrat party hack. I mean, that was his whole. Well, but he, he's not—he's not a liberal anymore. He's one of the illiberals. I guess what I'm trying to say here. I mean, I mean Trump. Trump, like, like I was saying, I think it was yesterday. Um, they, 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 during uh, 2016 through 2020, everyone was saying, "Oh, the Republican Party is now the party of Trump." Well, the Democratic Party is a party of Trump too, because Trump controls them. And and classic right here with 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 Oberman. Oberman's mm-hmm. no longer Oberman's no longer liberal. He's 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 a nutcase. He's illiberal. 
you know, someone, I forgot which one, I'll get to Cheech in a second, but uh, I just want to say one final thing here. Yeah. The, the, someone, I forgot who it was. It was uh, McCarthy. McCarthy put up a tweet, not, didn't use any curse words. There was nothing. He said basically what I've been saying, but in a much calmer way. He said, the, basically what you're saying, the president of the United States just gave a very hateful speech condemning more than half of the country. But that's very nice. That's all. And he's 100% right. And Oldman just simply tweeted back, Fuck you, up yours. This is a classless fucking low-life amoeba. That's all this is. This isn't even a human intelligence. How disgusting. How disgusting. How classy the left are. All right? How nonviolent they are. How loving they are. Yeah, when you just mentioned the word McCarthy, uh, it triggered a a, a thought of Joseph McCarthy in my mind. And him, you know, uh, I I can see the Democrats now saying, are you or have you ever been a member of the Republican Party? Yeah, uh, you know, and it's, you know, it's just insane. Let me let me get to Cheech. Daniel, thank you. Yeah, have good night. All right. Thanks. Appreciate it. All right. Let me just say. All right. Cheech, I think we'll get you on in a second here. Hey, Cheech, how are you? I'm good, man. What's going on, Mike? Oh, uh, you can tell I'm a little angry tonight, huh? <laughs> Just a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Um, a couple of things, though. You uh, you refer to uh, President Biden as um, a pedophile. I think you got to correct your language, Mike. It's a minor attracted person. <laughs> That's great. I love that. A That's minor attracted person. Hey, wow, so you're living you're living in San Francisco. You got to remember that. You Jeez, know, you know you gotta, as, as weird as that sounds, I would I would I wouldn't put it past them to come up with that. No, that's a thing. That's no, a thing. Stop it. You I made sh- that up. You I made that did up. Not. No, I did not. I I, I, did I not. can't. No, I can't believe it. I refuse. <laughs> I refuse I mean, to if, believe it. I'm not believing. You, fake, news, follow- fake news. Fake news. Fake news. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. Sorry to. Uh, burst your 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 reality but it's they true. really want to use minor attracted person yeah so that yes yeah, so so like libs of tiktok had posted some um some videos of some idiot professors using that term yeah so it's a real thing it's well it's, thing. you know what though you know what Chisha, i believe you because it's not much restriction you can't use you can't use a, a convict right it's, it's incarcerated person now hey, yeah i will not be surprised by any updates to our language at this point going forward like this part what i saw tonight so i didn't watch it i didn't watch the speech till maybe like 10 minutes before the show i i I just went online real quick because i had heard it was kind of weird so uh, i wanted to see for myself (laughs) weird that's a nice way of no no mike mike i i did not expect to see what i saw like that was frightening that that so here's my theory i'm thinking the set designers for that whole shebang, they must be – they're either trolling Biden like they're moles or something or or they are so desperate to look strong like you had mentioned that they went to Hollywood and they said, hey, give us your best like some guys that work on Marvel right. movies or something. Yeah, they went over, to, went over the top yeah, of they, it. They yeah. design, make us look like strong like superheroes and kick uh, ass. And, it's and like the someone guys that, Who's got a small dick who doesn't get much sex talking about sex all the time? Their dick is, right? They have to make up for it. And it's basically the same thing. It's basically the same thing. He's insecure. They're very insecure about him. So I think yeah, you're right. I think they went think, over the top. 
Yeah, yeah, that must be what it is, or it's a troll move, you know, by somebody on the inside that doesn't really like the guy. Yeah, but, but then, um, then the administration, everyone around him is such an idiot, because one person, you tell me, not Ron Klain, I know Ron Klain's done, you know, he's way past his prime, but not one person, not one young person on that staff, even a fucking intern, said, you know what, uh, I, this doesn't look too good. This doesn't well, look, look at the party. All they do is make stupid decisions, so I'm not surprised. They're a bunch of morons like that. <laughs> I mean, come on, look at the past two years. They they can't even pull out of a, a, a pull out of Afghanistan without causing a fucking shitstorm. I mean, these people are incompetent. Well, they couldn't handle. They're incredibly incompetent, yeah. and not just that. But now you're talking about, you know, you're you're really talking about an administration that is so out of touch. I mean, that, that setup, that aesthetic is so out of touch that it's frightening how out of touch they are. If they're capable of doing something like that and thinking it looks okay, or thinking it's going to work, or thinking it's going to help them, or get push their message, whatever their message may be, of how bad MAGA is in Trump, it really shows how inept they are. And that's frightening when you talk about people who have the button at their disposal, right? So they have, that's they have the so, button. So, they have the power. Yeah. It's it's very scary, you know. So yeah, well, that there's that. Yeah, because they're, they're obviously very scared, right? They're very they're very worried because the only reason you. So I don't. I didn't watch the whole thing, but I saw a clip and then I watched another video. So did he start with all that negative shit about MAGA? Was that how it started? No, I didn't see it from beginning to end. I, too, have been on social media looking at different clips of it. You know, people putting out oh. tweets. You putting out the okay. I've, so I, you know, I've okay. gotten the, good, the gist of it. Like, well, please, please. Okay, so what I saw. you expect me to watch I it from saw, beginning to end? I could never do that. I, <laughs> well, but here's the thing, though. Like, if it started out the gate that way, like, there was nothing positive to talk about. They basically are a party that knows they have nothing positive to really show for what they've done for the past two years. I don't know if it started out that way or not, but I'm thinking it's more likely than not it did. But the fact of the matter is, even if it didn't, when you start when you start talking like that, that pretty much takes over the speech, right? That's what people are going to remember. You could talk all you want the first five minutes about you know, how you're working, you know, you got student loan debt canceled, even though that was horrible and all the horrible things he's done. But it's going to be overshadowed by the way the thing, the set looks. And it's going to be overshadowed by your tone. And it's going to be overshadowed when you talk about 74 million people who voted for Donald Trump, calling them dangerous terrorists and fascists. So tomorrow I want to see what the mainstream outlets are going to say about that speech. It'll be really interesting. It'll say say a lot about. Oh, I think Fox News and podcasts like mine will tell the truth, and I think the left wing owned media like CNN, MSNBC, and PBS they'll say it was just a a fiery, powerful speech to get the voters out to get to, to get the yeah. Basis. But you're you're right about like if that was Trump, could you imagine? Could you imagine what they would be saying? It would be off. They would be losing their minds. Absolutely, about- their heads would be exploding. Yes, they, they would be showing side by side images of, of of Trump and Hitler. You know, they'd be doing that, right? Oh, yes, exactly. Right, they'd be, be able to swipe with your finger on yeah. your iPad and see the the overlay of Hitler right over fucking. And, Trump and it would, and, and then they'd have that thing where like it, his, his, his Trump's face like becomes Hitler, right? Where like exactly, the, yeah. exactly. Yeah, of course exactly. we we know what they do. Come on, they would be going ape shit. They would be going ape shit. Okay. And they'd be saying, he just lost the midterms for his party. 
but not this guy. No, no, no. They will say energetic, fiery. He showed he's not 80 years, really 80 years old. And he's, come on, we know it's a left foot. You know the spin they're going to put on this. Very few people, and I'll give them credit if they do, but I, you know what? I, I bet you money that there won't be one pundit on the left who says it was bad. The most they might say is it was a little bit strong, maybe too, but they're not going to say, they're not going to tell the truth. They're not going to, they're not going to, they're not going to tell what we saw, what millions of people saw, which was a very angry, vile man who has nothing to offer other than to conjure up Trump derangement syndrome in order to win. That's basically what it is, right? They're trying to cut what, what he's doing basically is very evil because it's almost as though he's, he's, he's tapping into the mentally ill, right? He's tapping into this Trump derangement syndrome and trying to bring that out of people. That's very sad. But the Democrats did this during COVID. They brought out the hypochondria in people, the obsessive compulsive disorder in people, which is, I think, very twisted and sick and disgusting. And that's what they're doing here. They're, they're trying to just intensify that TDS. And they want it to get them into victory. You know, it's, they want that, 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 that mental disorder to carry them to victory in, in two months. Yeah, it's complete psychological manipulation of the masses. It's disgusting, man. It's and, and, and manipulation of people who are sick. Manipulation of people who are not well. And I think that's, that's incredibly sad. That, that's just incredibly sad. Look, look, I have criticized Trump in the past. Even though I find his rallies very entertaining, mm. I, I, I've criticized him in the past for his WWF way of doing things, right? And that's where he got most of his presentation from, the World Wrestling mm-hmm. Federation. Mm-hmm. You know, he does that 360, and he looks around the crowd mm-hmm. and puts his arms yeah. out. I don't like yeah. that either. I think that's also taking advantage of people who are on the edge. But mm-hmm. I don't think you can – but one thing you can't do is say that's awful and then do even worse yourself, right? I you know. can't do that. Yeah. No. You, you know no. what? If you're going to say that's awful, then govern like – act like Reagan. You know? Do that then. Okay. Mm-hmm. To make us mm-hmm. – to show the difference. But when you start doing something like this tonight, which is, I, I think, 10 times worse than any, any Trump rally, okay? And also, it's also, not only that, it's 10 times worse, but it's, many more people saw it because the left-wing media didn't show all of Trump's rallies the way they showed this. It's, it's so bad. It's so bad. And I, I just can't imagine anyone, all I can say is anyone who doesn't denounce it is full of shit and should never be taken seriously on anything. 100%. 100%, Mike. You're right. I mean, that, that's, that's, you know, you know, uh, Cheech, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Yeah, I like you talk as those just sending messages all the time. You can talk. I like <laughs> it. You have a good voice. You have a good voice. Oh, good. That's good to know. Maybe <laughs> I'll get into radio. <laughs> exactly. Thanks, Cheech. All right, Mike. Take care. Bye. Right. Okay. Oops. Oops. Okay. All right. You are on the air. Over. How do you say that again? Over. It's like Uber, but with a B instead of a B. Uber, right. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, I don't know French. <laughs> Honestly, I was just, uh, I had to come up with like an artist name one day. And <laughs> That's a, it's a good, it's a, yes, it's like a, it's a very uh, artistic name. It is. Yeah, I took like 15 bong rips and then came up with it. <laughs> Like literally in a dream, and then turned out to be a word. There you go. Uh, but hey, I was, you know, I've been listening and trying to um, wait for a reason um, that we could, you know, 
kind of come together on something because um, I just what y'all just talked about about how the psychological manipulation and taking advantage of the unwell right um, but before we get into that um, I myself am an ex-democrat uh, mm-hmm. because Obama Obama's first presidential run was my first election that I could participate in. So um, being young and um, I can call myself dumb, I guess, but being young and dumb, you know, Obama got my vote and very early was I automatically disappointed and resigned. So, so, so Obama turned you off right away? Almost right away, yeah, uh, because um, I would consider myself an anti-war leftist, even still. Okay. Okay. Um, which is again why I've been I've been hearing a lot of things we would disagree on, but ultimately we are all on the same side as Americans that don't agree with empire. So I hate Joe Biden too, but um, I also don't see any salvation in anyone from the Republican Party because. In my grand opinion, both sides have been very committed to this unwelling of the American people, almost yeah, the right. world. Yeah, like, you, you mean so, you mean the kind of like we're just like using vitriol and vitriolic kind of talk as opposed to more like bringing everyone together kind of talk. Oh, as as deep as you want to get into it, brother. Um, there's psychological manipulation. There's poisoning of the environment that they're doing directly to us. Um, it goes as deep as, you know, to controlling people's emotions and their next thoughts and how to keep them vulnerable. So you didn't see Obama, though, as being more statesmanlike? I'm sorry, I don't want to interrupt, but you, don't, you didn't see Obama as being more statesmanlike? Um, I really, I didn't, at the time, my main focus was the war. I wanted the war to end because I saw how much money we were wasting and at the time, you know, like I was saying, it's my, it was my first election, so I was just turning, like, 18, adult, right? Like, voting age, whatever it is. I don't remember in Texas, but I was just turning that age. So my school programs were making me do a whole bunch of, like, volunteer work. So I just remember um, trying to advocate some of the causes that I was volunteering for and being met with a lot of money like mm. disagreements saying people saying you know states saying that they don't have money cities saying they don't have money but then looking at the war going on tv and how much yep. money they spend there that was just kind of like my that was dominating my psychic energy so, so, so the anti-war about, thing big the anti-war thing is that very it's very big for you right very big because um like i was, and and i still feel for the homeless even to this day um i think we're all you know a couple of bad weeks at work or, you know, one very fatal, like, bad accident away from of course. on the street. So yeah. I, I still feel for the homeless, and I still see my city wasting money yet um, perpetuating a war. Well, so because about war stuff, I just want to get, you know, I don't got to tell you that Obama started more wars than W did, right? We got involved in, like, three more wars under Obama, three more conflicts, whatever they want to call them. I like to call them war. Yeah, and, but you, and, but and I think one thing the left doesn't do, you know, you don't have to like Trump. I don't really like him either that much. Yeah, <laughs> I'm liking and, him more and more every day because of Joe Biden. 
Bernie Someone mentioned that today, that Joe Biden might have created more MAGA people with that speech today, and they, they could be right. But Trump didn't start any wars. He was the first president in, in how long, how many decades that didn't start any new wars. And I think there's a reason why that happened, I believe. I think Trump is anti-war. He, he was a very big critic of the Iraq war early on. And, the, and that's why Bush and Cheney hate him, by the way. But one of the reasons why they hate him, because he criticized them so much on that stuff. But I think that a lot of these leaders, my friend, were afraid of Donald Trump. I think they thought he was unpredictable and they were afraid to try him. And I think that's one of the reasons why we didn't get into any new wars. And they weren't afraid of W. They weren't afraid of Obama. They certainly they certainly ain't afraid of Biden, especially after the Afghanistan thing. And I think that's something I think the left has to at least give. Trump credit for that much, that in four years we had no new wars, you know, and I think that's something that you, people don't want to talk about. If, if there was a Democratic president that did that, the, the left would be like praising him. The Green Party would be praising him. But because it was Republican and it's Trump, they couldn't give him any credit for that. So I just wanted to bring that up because you're anti-war. So am I. Yeah. And so am I. Um, so, so, am I'd I. Like, so I'd like to bring um I mean, ultimately, right? Our, we we hate, we don't agree with empire, but technically, the definition of war according to our empire, they haven't, none of them have declared war up until recently, and I don't, I don't even know if they, I think it's only the media calling the Ukraine what war a war, and then the way our government technically describes it is the same way they've been doing operations um, since. I mean, pick a president, uh, well, pick a president of recent eras, how they've, how they've been, what they've been expanding, using the military dollars for. Absolutely. No, right. no, and all this money that we're giving to Ukraine, the billions and billions of dollars that we don't have, you so know, to there, give. There, there was an article that I read um, about a year and a half ago, and it's gone. I don't know why, because, well, I do know why, because it called out... Um, it was an article about FOIA requests to some State Departments about where the military is deployed and how many wars is the country in. So this was about 2018 research this journalist started, and the, the State Department said we aren't in any wars, but we do have operatives in almost 167 countries. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. It, it's all semantics. It's all semantics. Yeah. So whenever... But I think also, once again, I'm not, I don't know why I'm not, I'm really not trying to be Trump's lawyer or toot his horn. But when you look at the idea, the concept of made America great again, of America first, let's say, forget MAGA, America first, it really means non-empire. It means taking care of our own business. It means not getting involved in conflicts around the world. It means not imposing our will on other cultures. It means not being the policeman of the world. Taking care of what, and we can disagree or argue if, if Trump did that right or if Trump, you know, if he really drained the swamp or not. We can argue about that another time. But well, the concept I, I, I like, I the concept Trump. of we take care of our own business first. We take care of our homeland first. I also I don't agree think, with drain the swamp. Just to yeah, well, yeah, but you, then you really have to. Because, know, then you really have to do yeah. it. You have to do it, right? <laughs> you have to actually do it. <laughs> and and that's like that's why I attribute um, a lot of the good things that I liked about Trump's campaign 
um, towards, you know, more of the spectacle that you're describing, right? So that's why, that's another reason why I don't see uh, any Republican candidates as the salvation of the country, because they're all participating in this circus. Well, the aesthetic, um, that was I, the problem, that was the problem a lot of people had with Trump, was aesthetics, right? It was, it was a lot of it was aesthetics. So, what well, we saw I'm tonight. Talking, I'm talking was, beyond about how, um, again, with the, with the drain, because I, I, I'm the type of nerd who will read, you know, not like read up their campaign websites and stuff like that. So I heard from his website all those points you're describing, right? I wasn't those one of those people who um, was just taking the media's word for the campaign and then calling it racist and crap like that. I was actually reading it. I understood your summary that you just gave me. I I felt that, right? But then watching it unfold, um, and again, ultimately, no swamp draining happening, um, family family enrichment, uh, it just reeked from the beginning for me. So, and then also there was no talking about healthcare which is what um, the Sanders campaign had my personal attention because it was about um, putting health care at the front, at the forefront. But then they all lost their minds over the shots. Well, yeah, Trump, completely. Trump, exactly. Well, the, well, Trump did have a health care plan, which he never showed us. He kept on saying he was there. <laughs> or he kept yeah. on saying it was two weeks away. And we never actually got More spectacle, yeah. And, you know, but but look, the guy, the guy was not perfect, but I, I really... I, I, I can't lie to you. I would take him over what we have now and I would take his crazy little, you know, spectacle rallies over what I just saw tonight. Cause what I saw from Joe Biden was just, was, was vile and, and pathetic. And once again, coming from a guy who said he was going to do the opposite of that. So then you make Trump, see, Trump never promised that Trump never promised. I'm going to be this great Reagan like statesman and not make fiery speeches and not yell at people on Twitter. He never promised that. Okay. Biden promised he would be the anti-Trump, the opposite of Trump. What he did tonight was Trump on steroids. And it's, it's, it's not acceptable. It's not acceptable. And it didn't even take him two years to do this. Okay? It's absolutely a panic button move. So it's a panic person, button move. I hear, I hear your frustration, but yeah. I hear your frustration as somebody who's been upset with Joe Biden since like 2012. <laughs> You know, so whenever you say he's um, Trump on steroids, like I've seen all these people act like Trump and worse, you know, where, um, you know, they 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 all have their their clips of disgusting things they've said. And like his crime bill speech was more disgusting than anything Trump's ever done. The crime yeah, bill and Obama's Obama joking about drones. It's it's all sick. It's oh, that all... was horrible. I remember that. Thank you. Bring that up. That was terrible. That was awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, and that's just or Hillary saying we came, we saw, we killed him, right? That kind of thing. We came, we saw, he died. And you she know, was I mean, just that's in the State Department. People don't yeah, understand I, how yeah. crucial, just how much power these people wield in non-elected positions. The deep state. I do. I, I look. Well, that, that's something Trump pushed a lot was the deep state. You know what? I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm going to say he didn't drain the swamp the way he said he was. But you know what? I think the swamp is. So so damn it's so disgusting and so grotesque and so murky and I want to it may not be able you, maybe you can't drain it maybe it can't be drained 
while we're on it, I do want to remind, you know, the five of us here that he is trying to run that rhetoric again. And I don't know, like, are you, are y'all going to believe him again? Because whenever y'all say that, you know, you want, you'd rather take Trump over, you know, Biden, I would, I would honestly recommend just get these people out of your psychic energy, like get them out of your vision. Like, don't, don't let them, because bringing, you know, same new boss, same as the old boss, which, but you know, the new boss is literally the last boss before this one. Um, yeah. if you let them dominate your psychic energy. So me personally, I'm politically homeless. Um, just because I'm on the left. <laughs> he um, sounds politically homeless. Yeah, um, because, um, I'm really disappointed because none of these, I, I'm very aware of, you know, the organizations that are out here in my city, but I'm so disappointed that, you know, none of them are here. Like, what's your, what's your are, city, by the way? Uh, Dallas, Texas. Oh, you're in Dallas. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, and I hate it so much because we just wasted a billion dollars on renovating three um, motor and civilian bridges. We, we wasted a billion dollars renovating them, but we have absolutely, you know, no money for the 7,000 homeless that we have on our streets. And those are pre COVID numbers. So I don't know how many we have now afterwards. Yeah. But well, and you know, down, another one up. of those blue, blue dots in a red state, right? Kind of a blue city in a red state. You have yeah. several of those in Texas. All the major cities are, are Democrat run, but, um, it's, I've, I've still found, I still find them a lot more livable than, the ones up here, like San Francisco, where I live, where it's ultra, ultra left. You know, it's been Democrat run since the beginning of time, basically, uh, certainly as long as I've been around. And it's a different kind of it's – a, it's, a, it's a little different. I know you probably have your problems there in Dallas, but let's just put it this way. I'd rather live there than here. I'd rather be in Texas than here or Florida than here. And every city has their problems. But I think a big issue with a lot of government types, especially the left these days, is just throwing money at stuff. But it's not doing any good, you know. In fact, bad because it gets us more into debt. You know, if you can throw money at something, at least make it. If you can put us in debt, you know, if you put yourself in debt, at least get like a Lamborghini, you know, or or a Lexus. <laughs> get something out of it, man. But putting yourself in debt and having nothing to show for it is just terrible. And the they're Democrats keep doing debt. it. They're putting us in debt. They're not. They're making it out for themselves. I really loved. Um, I. I don't go to theaters anymore because of a because of an injury. I can't sit and stare at a big ass bright loud screen for two hours. But um, I just recently saw the um, whatever new Batman movie, mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. yeah, the villain. I, can I spoil it for you? I saw it. The the, the with, Batman with Robert Pattinson. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's been out for like three months now. I think you can talk about it if you want. I think it's been more than a year. <laughs> well, maybe. Sorry, maybe longer than yeah. that. Yeah, go ahead. I, ju- I just resigned from. I've resigned from media, like mass media, like that. So, but I was at my brother's house, and he had to leave for a little bit, and he's got it all. So I was like, this is the only thing I can do. But the core villain of that film, uh, I think that movie, like, really exposed the the scheme of it all. Right. The villain is a victim, an orphan of these programs and out of these programs, these state programs that um, Batman's dad was pushing for ended up turning into corrupt wheels where criminals can end up working for the government and getting away with it. Like abusing orphans, running orphanage homes like 
And within, I mean, I know for a fact most of America did not get this message from that movie, but uh, it's it's apolitical. These people, like when it comes down to our problems, right on the city, because I I'm facing I face the same issues. Like when whenever I'm trying to petition my city officials to turn old shopping malls into any kind of support structure for mm-hmm. anybody. They would rather not just, even if the numbers make sense, right? The number, like they don't care about the numbers. And I've had that told to me from city officials up to, um, a couple of billionaires I petitioned and even one, I had a face to face meeting and it's, it's cruel, but, um, talking about California, uh, I'm not a, I'm not a religious person, uh, but I really think that the California Democratic Party is like Satan's lair. <laughs> that's, that's, that, even that's funny, even better than I've ever put it. That's great. It is like, <laughs> it's, it's a tie between y'all and New York and then some cities in Oregon really want to want to. Well, look, like I said, they're pushing a bill, which is probably going to pass which I want to reiterate this, which basically puts the government between you and the doctor. So the government can tell your doctor what what they can and cannot say about a specific disease, i.e. COVID or anything else that comes down the line, unless the government approves it. I mean, that's, that's about as Orwellian as you can get. Okay. And, and a bill that just, which I want to mention, thank you for reminding me here, a bill which just died um, was uh, a bill that was going to allow uh, teenagers, I believe, fifteen-year-olds uh, or older, to get um, the vaccine, the 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 uh, the COVID vaccine, without their parents' permission, and that that died because enough there were enough sane people in the in the state legislature to stop that one from happening. But this is the kind of stuff. This is this is the kind of stuff that people are, are pushing here, that the politicians push here, and it's amazing. I think the problem is these people have zero common sense. They have zero like street knowledge, street cred. They have zero idea of what every, the average person thinks about and cares about and wants on a daily basis. And they only have their own weird fetish agendas to push. And a place like California is where those kinds of weird fetish agendas can be pushed. And, and that's, that's what we have here. That's what we have here where the most amount of people are concentrated, uh, bad ideas can take a root. Exactly. So I have some numbers for you that I wanted to bring up because this gets into something we were talking about earlier about, you know, sick people. Um, It's out of all of the adult Americans, all ages over 16. Mm -hmm. uh, So this is 16 all the way to seniors. Mm Mm-hmm. One out of ten are on mood stabilizing drugs prescribed. Wow. And then specifically broken down into age groups, the highest percentages are seniors, where twenty percent of seniors, so one out of five, are on mood altering drugs. And mm-hmm. then the next closest one is young adults between um I think it was either sixteen or eighteen and thirty five, which are at seventeen percent. Wow. On mood altering drugs. So that's across everybody. And now add that to the obesity statistics, overweight, obese. Um, 
cigarette smoking, drug, alcohol drinking. Uh, in half the states now, we have cannabis smoking. All these drug interactions, all these buildup of whatever this crap that people are popping in their mouths, like chemicals end up building. Build, builds up in your system, builds up in your body, sure. Psychotic break is yeah. the goal. Right. We are an overly, absolutely overly medicated society. And we're, and we're medicating our children now. Medicating our children. I, I saw a list mm-hmm. of like medications that they give to kids now they never gave before. You know, they say, oh, he's got a lot of energy. She's got a lot of energy. Now it's, oh, she needs medication. He needs medication. Too much energy, right? Ritalin, stuff like that. But also, all the vaccines, if you look at the vaccines that have been, were given out, let's say, in the 50s and 60s compared to now, there's about 10 times as many vaccines that are put into children now than there were back then. Okay, some of them, okay, you know, medical, you know, we evolve medically and science and we get med- better medications and we get vaccines that we never had before. Great. But a lot of the stuff is just there so big pharma and I've talked about this, you know, a million times, can make a lot of money. And now look what they're doing. They're pushing another Omicron variant vaccine, boost number five, I guess. It's insanity. And it's all to make money for big pharma. And this is where, I won't, I won't get into it too much now, because I want, I want to cover one more thing before the show ends. But this is where I'm incredibly disappointed in Bernie Sanders. Because you know, because you were part of that too, I'm sure, for five years, from 2015 to 2020, when he ran twice, all he would talk about and all his followers could talk about, because I was there at his rallies, was how evil Big Pharma was. we got to get rid of Big Pharma, how evil they are. And yet they've made billions and billions of billions, and they continue to bilk this now while the iron, they're striking while the iron's hot, and they keep becoming more and more useless vaccine. This last, and we'll talk about this more tomorrow, but this new vaccine for this Omicron variant number 85,000, which affects basically no one who's not on the verge of death anyway, but has been tested on eight mice. Eight mice. Yeah. Zero humans. And yet they're pushing it anyway. And, and scum like Biden and his Democratic colleagues will push it to make more money for big pharma. You'll see Fauci out there pushing it before he retires one more time. One more time, one more time, just to make more money for his friends in Big Pharma. And Bernie and the progressives were not just silent. They were overly joyed in pushing all these vaccines. It's really disgusting. I, yeah, that's I, a thousand percent. I, I yell at Bernie every day because he raised $250 million and started pushing for as you said, the evil that he was telling everybody was so evil. I tried reading his book again, and it, I couldn't even get past page three because it pissed me <laughs> off so much. Well, it was, when, some, when, when, some, when someone becomes a hypocrite, you have to point it out. You know, when someone becomes a, becomes a hypocrite, they, they always talked about, the progressives always talked about how consistent Bernie was his whole life. In many ways, he was. In the last, last two and a half years, he's become a total hypocrite. In my book, mm-hmm. hey, mm-hmm. Let, let me let you go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, sh- I'm gonna, I want to play this. This is a Trump video. All right. Yeah, so, lovely making your acquaintance. And, and yeah, close. listen, we do. I do the show. I'll advertise it. I'm doing. The, I do the show Monday night through Friday night, uh, 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern every night. So listen in again and call back again. Thanks.
for sure. All right, I man. Some, I got some links. I'd really appreciate it if you check it out. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Thanks. All right. So let me, let me just play this, this um, which I've had queued up here for a while. Now, this is once again, remember, today, earlier today, before this vile speech, Joe Biden, Jean-Pierre, Jean Jean-Pierre, his press secretary, said, tried to say that the Republicans are the ones that push school lockdowns and Democrats are the ones who open them up. Come on. I mean, and here's Trump talking about, this is, I believe, July of 2020, talking about school closures. The National Education Association recently stated, despite the momentous efforts of educators during the pandemic, online learning has never been an effective replacement for in-person learning and support. Being at the school, being on the campus is very, very important. One study estimates that due to school closures last spring, the average student will begin this school year roughly 35% behind in reading compared to the typical year and more than 50% behind in math. That's a big statement. According to McKinsey and Company, learning loss will probably be greatest among low-income black and Hispanic Students, they're the ones that are hit the hardest. We don't want that happening. 30 million American students rely on schools for free and reduced meals. Over 70% of the students who receive mental health services do so through their schools. According to HHS, one in five reports allegedly having to do with child abuse, they have neglect, and these are neglect and neglected cases are submitted by education personnel. So people in the education world on the premises will be the ones that report neglect and other problems when they see the children. They know if they've been neglected, they know if they've been hurt or harmed in any way, whether it's at home or someplace else, but they see this at school. You don't get to see that if you're not going to school. So evidently, so according to Jean-Pierre and Joe Biden, this is the guy who closed schools. This is the guy who wants the schools closed. Not once has Joe Biden, any Democratic governor, made a speech like this. It's only a minute, 39 minutes long, mentioning the negative effect on students, especially minorities. So we know how full of crap, how full of crap the Biden administration is. And all they do is lie. You know, I'm going to end the show on this. Uh, Someone on MSNBC named Lawrence O'Donnell said this a while back. This is when Trump was in office. And remember, they didn't do these press conferences. And remember, the left was crazy. Oh, what's he trying to hide? Even though Biden hasn't done a real press conference since February. And Trump did many, many more press conferences than Biden. They didn't do that White House press briefing every day. And uh, and Lawrence said he worked in government. Um, he said there's no reason for them. All they do is lie. All they do is give the company line, the spin. It's, a, it's, it's an hour of spin every day. What do you need it for? And he's 100% right. There's no reason to even have those press conferences, the, the White House daily press briefings. It's just lies. It's just PR. It's just spin. And today, the biggest lie of all was told that Republicans are the ones who want the schools locked down. Go to Florida and you'll find the truth. All right, this is a great show. I want to thank who, who called today. Daniel called. Uh, called. I should know how to say that. Um, I'm losing. I, you know, I lived, in, I lived in Montreal for a couple of years. I'm losing it. Uh, Cheech called. Thanks for all the listeners. And uh, remember, tomorrow night, we're back here, 11 p.m. 
Friday night, 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern. And uh, we'll talk more about Biden's speech. I'm sure we'll hear more about it over the next 24 hours. Uh, we'll talk about some of the responses to it. Guaranteed I'm right about the responses. And we'll talk more about, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the COVID situation and this new ridiculous vaccine, which has not been tested on one human, which they're going to put in the arms of millions. Whoever takes this is just incredibly insane. I don't know if I can even feel bad for them anymore. Okay. This has been also I'm going to talk about the re-release of Jaws. That's for this is for we're going to do some culture tomorrow. I'll be seeing uh, the re-release of Jaws on IMAX, and we'll talk about that. This has been and let's be heard. I'm Micah Chopley. I want you to remember, always remember, vote Democrats out of office. Vote them out now. Thanks for listening. See you back here tomorrow.